0: TheUltimateCoachBook.com. Now, enjoy today's conversation from B.
1: So welcome back to The Ultimate Coach Podcast. My name is Philip Batu. And today, I have an extraordinary guest, someone who I have known for a little over I think two or three weeks, maybe even a month. And there every so often I'll meet someone in my life who I just feel lives in a space of absolute just beauty and honesty. And one of the things on his website is the word extraordinary. He coaches extraordinary leaders. And I just think that is such a perfect word to describe our guest today. His name is Stefan Sanido, And he is, in my eyes, truly extraordinary in the way he does everything. His commitment to being extraordinary as a coach and as a human being and in just everything he does in life is such has been such an inspiration and an eye opener for me as to who I can be in the world and so I'm ex- super excited and inspired to have this conversation with Stefan today for the extraordinary being that he is Stefan welcome
2: ah oh,
3: gosh Thank you for that. What a gift. What a blessing to receive such heartfelt words of gratitude and acknowledgement. I'm already moved. (laughs) I already have tears in my eyes. It's just a warning for anyone listening. It may get mushy.
1: (laughs) Oh, that's amazing. Wow. Thank you, Philip. Well, also, also, thank you. This is actually the second time we are recording a conversation, and we just felt like we wanted to to explore more deeply and from uh, yeah just from a place of being so our intention today is is to not just talk about being but, but to explore what it really means for for the both of us and and particularly in the area of creation and creating and um, Stefan is someone who from, from who was featured in in the um, the ultimate coach book, and he's someone who went through a phase in his life where he really hit rock bottom. And I'd like you to share a little bit more about that, Stefan, about the time in your life where you were going, you were an alcoholic and going through addiction, and how you discovered or how you had the the gift of. Being coached by by Steve Hardison and what that's done for you, just as a, as a way to introduce yourself, would would you would you like to say share a little bit about that story and to bring a bit of context of who you are?
3: Yeah, sure, I would love to. Um, my dear brother, my Stephen is the correct pronunciation for my first name, and sharing about this may take me fifteen to twenty minutes. Is that okay? I can offer an abridged version if that would be if that would better serve.
1: I I Stephen, I would like for you to just um share whatever your heart wants to share right now.
2: Okay, I love that. Let's follow the way of the heart. So I think we live in a culture that likes to party a little bit. And Where I grew up, that was normal and fun
3: for a while, until it became the solution to my
2: emotional pain. And there was a real turning point in me, for me in my life, when I was a teenager
3: and I experienced the, the heartache of a breakup and words were exchanged Judgments were believed, and I felt deep anxiety and shame and grief and sadness, and it was a level of emotional injury I had never experienced.
2: So, rather than talk about it, ask for support, ask for help, I chose to numb it. I chose to numb it. I went right into my parents' liquor cabinet, poured a huge cup of vodka, sprinkled in a little bit of orange juice, and chugged it as fast
3: as I possibly could. And I numbed my pain. And at that time, it seemed to me to work. I felt better. And I went right back to being and doing what I wanted and could hang out with my friends and have fun and pretend basically like it never had happened. And that was the moment when a very dangerous habit became a solution for pain. As I grew a little older, I discovered smoking marijuana and that helped me
2: to stop thinking the thoughts that produced the pain. So now I had a strong and dangerous solution
3: to emotional pain that was ever evolving. Eventually, it led me to harder drugs. And I don't know if you've seen the documentary recently on Hulu, I think, uh, called Dopesick.
1: I haven't seen it, no.
3: It's about um, pharmaceutical companies and how they created and promoted a drug called Oxycontin and how it led to an epidemic and many deaths, many, many deaths around the world. And I was almost one of them. That's what uh, really got me to. And gosh, I don't know if I've shared this much detail publicly before feeling a little vulnerable. In any event, you can imagine what that, what that led to. I, I ended up creating a hell. And I was in a really dark place. I just kept numbing and numbing and numbing and never really growing through anything, never opening up, just keeping everything bottled inside. I was a master of secret suffering and pretending that I was okay, smiling on the inside and crying, the, or smiling on the outside and crying on the inside. And... I really didn't want to wake up some, some mornings. I remember I have this specific memory of holding an 80 milligram Oxycontin in my hand. And at this point, it was, it was late at night. And at this point in the day, I've already ingested so much. I was already whacked out of my mind. And I thought to
2: myself, if I take this whole thing, there's a chance this, this could go really bad. And then the next second, I was taking it down. And
3: thankfully I woke up. I remember my mom around that time
2: saying something like, I'm really worried about you. And I remember her thinking, I'm really worried about me too. I just didn't know a way out, just didn't know a way out. Um,
3: Two spiritual experiences led to the best path I could have ever asked for. One, I was at my drug dealer's home and we're waiting for a big shipment to come in and I'm with a bunch of other people hooked on the same stuff. And if you know anything about opiates, once you start and keep going, you can't stop without getting really sick, really, really sick. The withdrawal is grueling and hellish there was a chance the shipment may not come in. So we're all freaking out. And I had this moment that I share often where I swear it was like, God lifted me up out of my body and showed me who I was being. He showed me who I was being. And I was stunned. And I had these thoughts like, holy shit, this isn't you. This isn't you. You got to get the hell out of here. So I said, give me my money back. I'm out. I'm done.
2: Don't fucking call me. I'm sorry for cursing. So I went home, endured hell of withdrawal. And I was able to stop those pills, but I I still didn't recognize that I had a problem.
3: So I kept chasing that feeling and I kept numbing with alcohol and, and weed and whatever else. And that led to another rock bottom, which was about seven or so months after that. It was December 11, 2012. I was bartending at that time. I was working a double shift and Sunday nights in Marstown, New Jersey, where I'm from, from and where I was working, there was a, what was called Latin night at the Dark Horse, a popular place at that time and the guys in the kitchen wanted wanted to go and asked me if I wanted to go with them and I said yeah let's do it and you know what I'll drive I got a new car and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna drink tonight <laughs> that's what I really believed I drank of course quickly and rapidly and blacked out was, the last thing I remember is ordering a rumplemens and a corona and lights out for me And on my way home, I don't remember much of this. I have a few blurred visions, but I remember turning the radio on full blast, punching the gas and flying, like flying and attempted to make a turn. No way in hell I could make it smashed over the curb, slammed on the brakes and skidded and boom. Blasted my car straight into a huge tree, completely annihilating my vehicle, completely annihilating it. Done. And I was still sort of out of it. And I'm like trying to move the car. <laughs> it's absolutely crushed. And this is about one, two in the morning. And how cops came, arrested the whole thing. I woke up the next morning and, and just so much, so much emotional pain again shame, I was so ashamed, I was so confused, I was 27 at this time, and I, I just could get it, you know, at one point in life, I was so alive, so lit up, I love to live, I love to, I was a tap dancer, I love to dance, I love to dream and imagine, and now here I am, in in this darkness, and so confused, so disoriented, not sure what the heck to do, and and that's when God really came into my life on a deeper level. And he spoke to me through my brother who sat down with me right around that time and said, he said, Steve, man, this is, this is what's in the, the page 362 of the Ultimate Coach book. He said something like, Steve, man, you got to stop. Like, Done. No more getting high. No more drinking. You got to make this the best
2: damn thing that's ever happened to you in your life. That moment right there, I felt the possibility that inspired me.
3: And I was like, all right, I'm going to do it. I'm going to get sober. And I'm going to make this the best thing that's ever happened to me. And I called a friend and I tagged along with him to a, a 12-step meeting. And when I got there, I felt home. I felt home. I heard things that I thought, only I thought. And I was loved by people who never knew me. They would care and call, and it was amazing. It was amazing. I, in hindsight, I know, because the, the 12th step is all about service. It's about service, and, and it's more than just about doing good and feeling good, and, and being loved, and being service. For us, it's about living. Like we had to give literally to live. That's what it came down to. And I'm so grateful for that now because I know the embodiment of unconditional service with no hook. Just pure giving. And uh, I got to receive that freely from so many wonderful people who, who are still so much a part of my life. My sponsor, my friends, my spiritual advisors, mentors, mentors. And most importantly, I got to begin really developing a relationship with the God, with my understanding. I began to pray, and I began to ask for help, to open up, to share what was really going on. There's a book called Flourish by Martin Seligman, who pioneered positive psychology. And in the book, he finds that if we have at least one person with whom we can be honest, really, really honest, vulnerable, open up, share what's going on in our lives, We live a longer, healthier, and happier life. We literally add years to our lives by having a safe container. That's why I love coaching so much is we get to create that. I got to experience that back then and I got to heal. I got to grow. I got to learn, to love, to forgive. And it was the beginning of a truly wonderful path that would ultimately lead me to coaching. Shortly after... I began working the steps. One of my previous college dreams had come back into my mind, which was to go to law school and become a lawyer. And I was excited by that possibility, terrified as well. <laughs> it's a lot of reading. And I decided to study for the law school admission test, take it. I did okay. I applied to a couple schools. I got into a couple. The one school I, I wanted to go to, which was close to home with great tuition, was Rutgers. And they put me on their wait list and and rejected me. So I said, okay, so I'm not going to law school this year. I kept doing what I was doing at that time, which was a personal trainer. And I was still bartending, even in sobriety. My sponsor, Fred, told me that I'm in no more danger there than anywhere. So long as I'm spiritually fit, I'm safe. So I stayed spiritually fit. And I kept doing what I was doing. And the following year, I was encouraged to apply again. I followed that whisper, applied again, and within two weeks, I got in. I got in. And now I'm like, I'm feeling proud of myself. I'm feeling good. And I'm also really scared because reading and writing were not my strengths. This was a huge commitment, huge commitment. And I wasn't sure whether it was for me. So I prayed about it and... Two interactions really solidified my choice. One was with my friend slash mentor slash second sponsor slash brother named Kenny. And he said, do you think God had anything to do with it? I said, well, I've been praying for it.
2: (laughs) He said, well, there you go.
3: And I thought, wow, that really... Edged me toward the toward yes and then i had another interaction with this guy larry where i was a personal trainer and we were having just a just a conversation just having fun at the gym and he said out of nowhere he didn't know what i was going through or or the decision i was facing he said you know steve every time i had an opportunity to educate myself or enlighten my
2: mind i took it and i was like oh my god larry you have no idea god just spoke right through you i swear. And I went home that
3: day, and I, and I put my seat deposit in, and I was it. I was gone. And along, along that time between accepting and actually starting, I had met Judge Wright, who I also mentioned, and the ultimate coach. We connected while I was bartending. He invited me to his chambers to talk about the law and connect. So I, I took him up on it. And we really connected, and he was sharing with me about service and giving back, and given how important that was for me, I again said, "I, I, I don 't know if you 're a believer, but I swear to God talk 'm right through you." And he jumped up and said, "I am, and I, I read scripture before I sit in the bench every day, and then he invited me to his church where he shared his story of overcoming incredible odds to become the honorable Michael J. Wright, and that lit a fire under me. I went home that day and I wrote, never give up on a piece of paper. I scotch taped it to my wall and I would look at that every single day. And I was in, I was ready. I was committed. Yet I still had this mindset of, I just got to like, I can do this and I just got to make it through. I just got to survive this. And then I started listening to inspirational videos. And there's one by Les Brown that I shared about recently. On our, in our Facebook group called I'm the one. I'm the one. And that video put the possibility in my mind that I could be number one. I could be number one to even think that thought was a breakthrough in being and seeing, the seeing of myself that is. And that's when I really stepped up and I made an internal commitment like I had never made before in my life. And I showed up every day with that level of commitment and when people were taking days off and it was holidays and it was birthdays and it was weekends when people were partying i knew i was going to turn it up and go even harder and study even harder and i graduated number one in the class and i remember just just crying with gratitude and thanking god in my car in the parking garage after the graduation ceremony and i went on to accept a Awesome job with an awesome firm in New York City and got to do some really great work. Ultimately, I discovered, however, that it wasn't for me long term. So I went in and I started to look around and see what really spoke to me. Started to talk to God and started to to really perform some deep introspection and soul searching. And I discovered something called coaching. And once I really got a taste of what coaching was, I fell completely in love with it. I thought, wow, I could use everything I've been through. I could use everything I've developed, all my skills, all my talents, all my gifts, everything I've got to make a meaningful difference in someone's life. That's it. That's home for me. I'm going after that. So I decided to make a move and I'd left, I left the firm. And it was, it was unexpected. I had this plan. I was going to wait a certain amount of time, save up a certain amount of money. And then I was going to go, But I swear. I went in one day. i was so unhappy. I was, I was in a real funk and I just got lifted up. I swear spirit moved me. And I walked right down to the, uh, I forget our position, but I went to, I went to the person's office who I had to inform that I was going to send in my two weeks. <laughs> and it was a shock. And it was like, what, why, huh? But you're doing so well and everyone loves you and the partners are, are fighting for you and the different groups are want you to be in their group and you're making so much money and all this. And I said, thank you. Thank you. I know, I know. And my priorities in life are just shifting right now. And fulfillment is number one for me. Fulfillment. I'm here to, to serve a purpose and I'll be damned if I don't. So I went for it, and during that transition,
2: oh man,
3: that was a heck of a journey. And that is where I I came to know Steve Hardison, who I love and appreciate so much for the difference and the influence he has had in my life. It's scary. It was scary. I was living in Manhattan. I had a lot of bills to pay, and went from making a handsome income to none. And I was often operating from a place of fear in doubt and sometimes i would re- i would cry with fear i just didn't know what to do how to do it if i could do it and i remember hearing about steve hardison at a rich Bin intensive in 2018 and my friend mike harris sends me the audio tbo lit nfl and I hear it. I'm walking down Lexington Avenue in Manhattan on my way to the mustard seat. It's called as the meeting, 12 step meeting in New York city. How <laughs> oh, apropos. And it just hit me. Just like the judge's words hit me. Just like Les Brown's words hit me. It just struck a chord deep within the
2: depth of my soul. And I was, Ooh. I was committed And I was going to make it. And I was going
3: to create my dreams. And that was the only option. That was it. And I declared. Shortly after then. After seeing Steve's declaration. After receiving a book from him. By Nadine. The wonderful Nadine Larder. Where I got to see his client's declarations. Infused onto the masterpiece wall. In his backyard. I just felt spirit writing through me. And I declared I am. I have a full coaching practice with a waiting list and within a few months I really did I, 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 I could and I couldn't believe it simultaneously
2: the power of commitment and the power of who we declare ourselves to be and eventually I got to, to spend
3: time with Steve in his sacred coaching office in Arizona and
2: whew,
3: Was that something? Was that something? I got to be with a possibility for love, for freedom, for service, for power, for kindness, for confidence, for humility, in a way I had never experienced. And by being with him and by being with his sharing of him and his life and how he serves and how he loves and how he gives, I got to act. I got to experience the possibility for my own life and that grew me
2: profoundly and how I show up now for myself, for my wife, for my clients, for strangers. I went to the post office a couple of days ago
3: and I had the most pleasant interaction. The, the woman was so nice. And at the end of our interaction, she says, be well and stay safe. And she said it with such a, such a warmth and a sincerity that I felt moved by it. And you know how they give you like the three foot long receipts, <laughs> and they circle something, and they say, "Here's a survey." And, and most of the time, people don't fill that out. I couldn't wait to fill it out. I couldn't wait to go home and go online and share about my interaction. Because that is the beauty of humanity that we need so badly in the world right now. Mm-hmm. And that's be in love. That's be in love. And you mentioned extraordinary leadership. Yeah, we are all that. There's an awesome book called The Leader Who Had No Title. And it drives home the message that we are all leaders. We're all important. What we say matters. Who we be matters. What we do matters. We all make a difference. Even if' we're, even if we're at home loving ourselves and offering a prayer, that makes a difference.
1: Well, well, thank you for that incredible introduction of who you are, Stephen. I'm so moved by, by your story. I acknowledge you for the vulnerability and how you share it. I feel the heart, the passion the resilience and gosh, everything you've been through, but there's one thing I hear that recurs over and over and over again throughout your story from the very beginning till today. The one thing I kept hearing was the word commitment. Like from the moment when you said you were listening to your brother, you said, you got to stop. You said, I made a commitment to change my life. And then, also, when you heard Les Brown, you made a commitment to never give up. You made a commitment. You saw the possibility of of being number one. You made a commitment. Law school, you made a commitment. And this constant commitment that you make, it feels a commitment that is very internal and powerful. And for a long time, I didn't like the word commitment because I had a lot of, it felt very, it just felt like, cons- like, like it would constrain me. Mm-hmm. And for someone who loves freedom, I just, I, I kind of shied away from the word commitment. And what I'm hearing from you and from reading the book is an embodied form of commitment from the level of your soul when you make that commitment to show up and be who you really want to be and create what you really want to create in the world so I would love to hear like what does commitment really mean to you Stephen
3: Mm. Such a great question I appreciate your loving listening
2: a lot thank you Philip what does commitment mean to me I'm not immediately sure how to articulate what commitment means for me. I think, I think I've expressed what it means for me in the sharing of how it's lived me. And as another possibility, it's being moved deeply and inspired by a possibility that speaks to our soul Mm. and binding ourselves to that possibility.
1: Did you say binding? Binding. Mm, I love that word. Yeah. Yeah. It's such a legal word. It's such a legal word as well.
3: (laughs) (laughs) There's still a little legal eagle in me.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Maybe a
3: lot. (laughs) Yes. It's, It's interesting, too, because it's like binding to a possibility and giving myself permission to detach from the outcome and operate in a way that's
1: beyond. In the context of your story, you mentioned how you started working with Steve Hardison, and you made this commitment to yourself that you're going to have a waiting list of clients. So there was a, you saw that as a possibility for you and then Mm -hmm. you created from that possibility. Is that what I'm Mm -hmm. hearing? You created from that possibility every day. Yeah. How did that happen from the moment you committed to having a waiting list of clients to that actually happening and, and what you said, how many months, like just a few months, how many months did that happen?
3: Just a few months. Yeah.
1: Can you share a little bit that story of how you created that, what you learned from it and what was the role like, or, or just whatever you want to share about that. I'd love to hear about that.
3: Sure. So when I wrote it down, I, I typed it out and I made it the background of my laptop so I could see it every day. And the commitment lived me, it literally lived me and it it was with me every day and I was showing up in a new way and I was, I was doing what I knew worked well for me. And what worked well for me at that time was waking up and honoring my time with God, exercising, um, going to a 12 step meeting and get myself spiritually fit. That was the number one ingredient for me, just staying spiritually fit and as one with God as I could possibly be. And From that place, I, I, I shared with people who I was and what I was up to. I opened up vulnerably in a way I hadn't before publicly and on social media. I started to share my story. At that time, I had a, around six years of sobriety, and I still felt some shame about it. And I started to open up more about it and started to share And people could resonate. And it turns out that we're all so similar in so many ways. And that, I I also learned that when we're willing to be open and vulnerable and share from our hearts, that creates such a deep connection and trust. And and one of the things I I love to do with anyone who expresses an interest to work with me is I love to spend two you know, a couple hours together, just sharing. That's it. Just sharing. And we're not even talking about working together or, or investment or anything. We're just sharing. We're just sharing who I am, what I, my life, their life, listening deeply, being present with each other and establishing that foundation of trust and love and integrity. And I have found that that creates a foundation for miraculous, miraculous results. And so much and it's so fun and it's so fulfilling hmm. <clears throat> does that help answer the question
1: yeah and you know what there's also something else that I'm hearing in connection to this and, and in your story here's how it looks like to me now um, I'd love to hear if this if this is true for you it sounds like as you told your story like the moment you committed you started something shifted in your being and you were starting mm-hmm. you were able to be open to hearing what you call the voice of god speak through you speak through other people it was mm-hmm. almost like from that commitment something in your being shifted for you to be open to hear things that you were not hearing before
2: yeah it did it opened up a channel of communication with the
3: with the God of my understanding for sure. And it empowered my courage. Yeah. I I was I was afraid of be of people's opinions, uh, people pleasing. Whew, that was a big part of part of my being for so long and, and still is sometimes. And I was scared to share my innermost thoughts and my views and my beliefs. I was scared. I would think about what people who I went to freaking elementary school, what are they going to think of me? I mean, just, yeah. cr- just wild fears yeah. that would stop me from sharing. Yeah. Yeah. And once I had more courage than fear, yeah, I could go, I could express myself.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. And And it's like commitment leads to courage. Yeah. It leads to, creation yes
2: and
3: the fulfillment of the deepest desires we hold in our hearts
1: yeah that's so powerful and i i can i can really relate to to what it's like to commit to something and declare it publicly and it comes with a shame of what if i fail and what if i what if i don't make it and but i've told people about it and i and for me that has often held me back in in making commitments because of the the fear that i would have if i if i don't make it and i got to see that when i commit internally i commit to who do i need to be to create whatever it is i want to create and if it if and when you talk about this attachment to outcome like when we can let go of the outcome we get to shift our being and raise to the occasion of who do we need to be to create in your case a waiting list of 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 clients that want to work for you there was like a shift in your being for you to create that
3: Yes. Deep shift, deep and profound shift.
1: And you were willing to do things that were uncomfortable. You were willing to be judged by others. You were willing to be misunderstood in some of the things that you say in service of your commitment. Yes. Yes. And doing the
2: internal work to...
3: Lose my concern for other people's opinions of me. Right, was w- remarkably liberating. Yeah, and when when that happens, <sighs> things unlock. Yeah, it's things like unlock. You, you, you we can, are free. Exactly, we are free to be yeah. and express who we really are, what we oh, really yeah. love, what we're really yeah. committed to, and we can serve how we're meant to serve
1: so powerful i can feel just the power in your voice i can feel the power in your being and just feel your commitment and also another thing that really struck me about you Stephen, is like your level of intention in everything you write you know one of the things i i, I started noticing about you is just how you were so intentional with every word with it's it's you know and, for people who've seen you on social media and the way that you respond to comments, even the way that you respond to this question that I just asked you earlier on around, what does commitment mean to you? The way you take the time, the place you go to, to find an answer and how you're just that level of intention and how you're not, you're always committed to speaking from whatever is the deepest truth in the moment and not just whatever occurs to you in your mind and i want to acknowledge you for for just modeling that for me and for all of us today in the way that you showed up the possibility mm. of of slowing down of really honoring your commitment to speaking your deepest truth. Mm-hmm. I, feel I, just think, I just I, I feel that's so that's so beautiful and I'm uh, I, I'm just so appreciative of you for for how you're showing up in our conversation today.
3: Wow. Philip, thank you so much for acknowledging me and creating me. The way you do, it it means the absolute world to me. I have, I have put in a lot of hard and hard work to create who I am. And I have spent so much time and energy and effort in my communication and, and creation and being loved. So to be seen and heard and recognized and acknowledged means so much to me. You have just given me one of the greatest gifts I could possibly receive. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.
1: Well, thank you so much. I'm kind of lost for words right now. So I'm just going to uh, just be with the beauty, the beauty of this moment with you. Mm. There's something, (sighs) there's something else that's kind of bubbling up for me. Um, in, our, in a conversation we recently had you uh, you spoke about integrity and you gave the story of someone who showed up two minutes late for a call and how you how you handled that. And that really really struck me and I, I, I thought about that for a long time and, I, st- and I, I, I would love to hear that from you again. Do you remember what you shared about? Integrity and what that means to you
3: <laughs> I believe so, yeah, integrity is uh one of the most empowering distinctions to in ways of being for me it is it is doing what we say as intended and on time. it is living
2: in alignment with our truth the essence of our being and
3: and beyond so this this story one of the stories and this has happened multiple times someone reached out right before our our session time started i do my sessions by by phone i i love that like you saw before we were started recording i create my space i dim the lights i got candles i I got the sage going. I really create a sacred space. And I get a message saying, hey, can we start 10 minutes late? I'm running late. Can we start 10 minutes late? And the people pleaser in me wanted to be like, sure. And then the commitment came online. My commitment to him. And I said something to the effect of, no, that won't be possible. If I say yes, then I'll be perpetuating a way of being that's not serving you. And that is not who I'm committed to being for you. Hmm. And I would never do that to you.
1: And what and I remember you telling me, like what was that? What was the response to that?
3: Well, with the example I'm thinking of in my mind right now, I'm not sure if it's the same one we spoke of last time, but with the example I'm thinking of in my in my mind, they heard it. They heard me. Yeah. They heard my love, they heard my service, they felt it, and they, were, they appreciated that I was holding them to a, a standard of impeccable integrity. And that has been that was one of the most life-changing moments for, for this one person. They've told me that. Mm-hmm. Yeah And what's, what's great, too, is I, I, it's an opportunity to, to be a stand for someone. To truly be a stand for someone's integrity mm-hmm. for me has been one of the most challenging things um because I never know how it's gonna land sometimes it doesn't go so well sometimes it can it can trigger the listener yeah. and uh, the conversation is a little different
1: i'm I'm wondering and, you know because this this is this has also has been something that I have been showing up this way a lot more and also with friends so for example, I'll have a. Sometimes I have a friend who says he'll call me on a certain day, and and then he doesn't, and I don't hear from him. Well, actually, this is just something that happened recently, and um and I, I remember just writing to him and saying, "Hey, who are you being?" By saying, uh, "Who are you being?" By saying you're going to call me, and then not call me, mm. and um. It was edgy for me to just say that to a friend because usually I would say something like, Hey, what happened? Um, you didn't call. Is everything okay? I would package in a way, in a way that was like, Oh, I'm just checking in with you and I'm curious, but this in, in a way, this was more edgy. Cause I, I felt like I was calling him out. Right. Like who are you being saying like, who are you being and being out of integrity? Right and uh-huh. um and it was edgy for me to do that yeah, but it, cr- way it, cr- to go. it it created um such a possibility for a deeper connection mm. and um mm. and i and it's a risk because it can also backfire and i and i can you know i i, I can see that you know going going both <laughs> ways and it really depends on sort of what is what is the state of mind what is the state of being of the person receiving that message? So, I haven't I haven't figured out what's the um, like what's the best way to do this. But I'm curious for you, like if there's been some, yeah, like outside of coaching, <laughs> like what is it like for you? Are you do you take a stand for that level of integrity with your friends and and family?
3: Um, it depends. If I if I think it will be in service
2: mm-hmm.
3: then yeah like if uh if it might yeah just without overcomplicating it i'll just say i'll just say yeah i do and uh, one example i have uh this one friend and we would catch up every so often and connect and he uh tried a last minute dodge on me and I, <laughs> and i'm like nope <laughs> like can we sorry uh something's running late like I'm not totally like not emergency or anything just just late and can can we do another time like at the very last minute i said no absolutely no that, that won't work for me it's either integrity or integrity or nothing and he heard it respected it we got on we caught we caught that we had a good call and caught up but I, and I haven't really heard from him much since. And he hasn't responded to many of my messages since. So whether that's the cause, I'm not sure. Um, that's what happened in that situation. And um, so, yeah, there that is. And I r- would really love to share something else if it's okay. It's, it's related. It's, it's related. It's not exactly on point with yeah, go ahead. people outside of coaching. So this has to do with people inside the context of coaching. What I love about that opportunity is it gives me the, the space to share about restoring integrity and how we can do that in a really powerful, beautiful way. And so it's, it's a, we acknowledge what happened, we acknowledge the impact, and then we make a new commitment. So, for example, if I was late with you, and this goes for me to even implicit agreements, like if I, for example, if I tell you I'll call you back soon, that to me that does. I think about what you might, would expect, yeah, and that's the agreement that's there for me. Yeah, and soon doesn't mean a month later. I'm going to call you. Soon means I'm going to call you soon, probably within a few a few days or or that day. It depends really on the, yeah. on the situation. Um, so there it is. And so if we started, if I started late and I would, I might say something like, Philip, we had an agreement to start at this time. We're started at this time. And the impact is that we get, now, now we have less time together. Now I don't have the full opportunity to seize the opportunity to, to seize the, the opportunity of our being together. And there's also an impact on you.
1: Yeah,
3: you might feel frustrated. You you might feel disrespected. You might feel like I don't yeah. honor your time.
2: Yeah,
3: and I want yeah. you to know from this point forward, I'm committed to to operating with impeccable integrity and showing up for our calls yeah. on the button. And you could feel it. You could feel mm-hmm. the integrity yeah, restoration. Yeah, I, can, in I, that.
1: I can feel that. I also want to share a story that I had with um. So rich Rich Habits is someone who I've been in touch with a lot, especially since since reading this book. And he's someone who's very, very direct. And he's he's a dear friend, but sometimes Love he it. can he can really trigger me. And mm. there have been moments in our friendship where I've been wanting to like say, go to hell. i never want to speak to you again. Like, like, you know, that's what I would have wanted to say. Right. <laughs> like, like no joke mm-hmm. like that. Like there've been moments where he probably felt the same way about me. So we, you know, we, we've been kind of loving each other hardly and challenging each other hardly. And at the same time, we never really create a container for that to be. And it, as as coaches, sometimes it's a little slippery because the we can go quickly from being a coach to being a friend and and, and the, the lines can be a little blurry and, and um and so we created this container um around i it so the container is i have your back no matter what. Mm. And what that means is no matter how upset i may be about something or no matter how upset he is about something we are not going to let that get in the way of our friendship and our growth and the opportunity to become powerful creators for each other. And that was really wow. you know he he created that uh, together wow. with me as a as a possibility not not just a possibility but but as a as a commitment to our friendship
0: and as mm. a commitment
1: to how we want to be with each other. So it gave us permission to get upset to get triggered, but it allowed for recovery, not just allowed, but it through this we said we are gonna we're gonna recover no matter what, so it doesn't matter how how direct or how upset we we, we are with what with what someone says and and i and I think like and also what I've noticed is since we've made that commitment to one another. We've been so much more gentle and loving to one another.
3: Wow, wow! I love that creation commitment and container you you guys have both spoken into being. Yeah, so beautiful and so powerful and so loving.
1: Yeah, and I, I want to acknowledge Rich for that because it was it was something that he brought up in a conversation, and um, you know, just as I share that with you, I I, I really feel inspired. To create that with um, with other friends, other people, people that I, I really value in my life, and 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 for us to yeah create a container, um, even friends, you know, like just that, it just shows I care and I, I care mm. about our friendship, and mm. I want to make sure that our friendship is above. And before our, our, our differences and um, yeah I'm just uh, just appreciating the, the the inspiration I'm getting from from what I just shared you know about oh where else I could do that you know and how I haven't done yeah. it so I just love that
3: yeah awesome I love the possibilities being born right now let's go
1: yeah <laughs> <laughs> and we do that as coaches we're, uh, you know we, 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 we're 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 masterful at creating containers around around conversations, and uh, and that's yeah, that's so that's so important. And I think it's that integrity as well. I was uh, yeah, I'm actually speaking to a friend just two days ago, and uh, and again, it was just just noticing that I wanted to help him with something and just slowing down and, and asking for permission. I said, "Well, would it be okay if if I coached you through this?" Yeah. And he says, and he said, Well, yeah, sure. I need to ask. And I said, Well, actually, I do need to ask. And I want your permission because I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna show up for you and I'm gonna show up fully. And and I'm not gonna, you know, I'm not gonna be here as a friend. Like I'm really gonna step it up. And and immediately he started to sit up on his chair, immediately. Yes. Like his the kind of his there was an excitement that was there. And who he was being completely shifted from the moment he said, yes, I give you permission. And if I hadn't done that and just spoken to him from that, from, from, from that place of I'm your friend, no way would I have been able to help him. No way. It would have there would just been so, so much resistance. And so I had to like create that. Mm. And then it's like a, allowing for that conversation to happen and so for me what i'm you know what i'm hearing in this conversation is integrity is how i'm creating myself to be in service to whoever is in front of me
3: yes yes being who you say you are
1: yeah Yeah, and and how I can be out of integrity by creating myself without creating the person I'm speaking to. They, They need to create, I need to create myself, but I also need to create myself for the person I'm speaking to. Yes. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Speak who you are into their listening. Right. Totally. Right, because only from there... Can I show up in integrity? Yeah, I love that. That's, that's yeah, I love so and I, I love the clarity I'm getting from this. It's it's something <laughs> that I it's it's like something that I've been doing but I don't I I feel like now through this conversation I'm just I'm just getting much more clear and, and I can be way more intentional about that. And I'm not I'm just less now I'm kind of less concerned about powerfully showing up for friends in this way yes. you know creating a container and stuff because they, they, oh, there have been there have been people in my life that i just love so much and i just felt a little stuck around how how can i be in integrity and be with them and, and not feel like this is draining me and and now now that this is how it's through that container yes yeah yeah breakthrough <laughs> baby <laughs> let's go yeah, and now I'm actually excited to speak to some of these friends that I've, that I've kind of like, I guess I, there's some conversations I've been procrastinating a little, just because um, I, uh, I, wasn't, I wasn't clear around how to approach it. And now I'm like, oh, yeah, this is how I can approach it. And it's just asking for permission, whether they say yes or no. It's, it's, it's totally cool, but it's very empowering for them.
3: Yeah, it's all in the being that's right all in the being baby that's right it's all in the being i love who you are being
1: (laughs) well that's uh that's what a gift Uh, (laughs) steven thank you so much i can't believe it's um it's we're approaching uh i think it's already been an hour or so that we are in this beautiful conversation so we're just going to slowly just bring it bring our time together to a close. And um, I wanted to just to ask you, what else would you like to share before we complete our conversation today?
3: I'm feeling called to share one more thing. A practice that me and one of my clients recently created is bringing, bringing an extra awareness to every interaction and recognizing that every single interaction is an opportunity to love and serve. Every single interaction. An example, I got a mass email sent to me by the, the Pennsylvania's Lawyers Assistance Program. They're putting together certain programs and I received the an email and with that extra awareness, I, I can see their commitment. To serving in the way that they're serving and all the work they're doing, and and I just, just replied and acknowledged their work and that it, it's making a meaningful difference. And I just wanted them to feel seen and appreciated. And it's that awareness that 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 helped that creation come into being. So that's the that's what I'm feeling called to share is that practice of bringing an extra awareness to every interact every interaction and realizing. It's an opportunity to love and serve and be who we are. And one more thing's coming through. Anyone who's listening, I love you. I believe in you. And I pray that the God or good of your understanding blesses you abundantly and brings peace into your heart and lets you know that you are safe in faith and that you are right where you're supposed to be and you are going exactly where you are supposed to be
1: going. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Stephen, and for that message of hope for everyone. Uh, what an inspiration you are. What a, a beautiful being that you are. And I appreciate everything that you've brought into this conversation and beyond. Mm. I love you, and I am beyond grateful for who you are. Thank you. Mm.
3: Received. I love you. Thank you, too.
0: Thank you for listening. If you know someone who would benefit from today's conversation, please share this podcast with them. Also, we invite you to visit TheUltimateCoachBook.com so you can continue your personal exploration of being. There you will find links to join our wonderful community, get your own copy of The Ultimate Coach Book, and more. Simply go now to www.theultimatecoachbook.com. That's www.theultimatecoachbook.com. The link is also available in the show notes. We appreciate your support. Be blessed. Be you.